the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Join with me as we pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you, praise you, honor you. And Lord, we know that this is the day that you've made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We we see your wondrous works, your your glorious things that you do daily. And so we praise you for it. We bless you. We acknowledge you. And we thank you and give you all the glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, hello again. It is great to be here. And I'd like to remind you before we get started that we have this booklet that I would love for you to have, Rejoice Always, because I believe it's going to encourage you. It's a grouping of scriptures that focuses your mind on God's word and his desire for you to rejoice. So call Karen, let her send you a copy of this booklet. It's free. Her number is 813-831-5673. And those of you who'd like to send us a gift so we can stay on the air in 2018, we would certainly be blessed to receive that kind of encouragement. So please call Karen at 813-831-5673. And as we begin this year, God has placed certain things on my heart for Shoresh David and my listening audience, and, and uh, I mentioned this last week as we did a, a program called Praise and Proclaim, and actually this will be part two of that message because I believe God wants to really speak to us about certain things. It, it all comes from Revelation 2-4, which is talking to us about remembering our first love, our passion for God. And it says in verse 4, repent and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your menorah from its place unless you repent. 
And so I think there are three things from the scripture of verses three and four there, uh, which motivate us to uh, please God. One is that we need to remember. Secondly, obviously, which we just stated, we need to repent. And third, we need to return and do the things that we used to do when we first came to the Lord. And so what are some of those things? And so I identified three things that I believe the Lord was speaking to me about. Number one, we need to praise God. We are in awe of what he has done in our lives, and so our life needs to be a praise to God. Our words need to be a praise to God. Our thinking needs to be a praise to God. In everything, we are to praise the Lord. Secondly, we need to pray. Prayer is the very engine of our life. A prayer life is what develops our relationship with God. Without that, we can't move in God's kingdom. And so prayer is required, and I believe that's both personal prayer and corporate prayer. And it's one of the reasons we start and end each uh, message each week on the radio with prayer. It is our lifeblood. And thirdly, we are to proclaim. We're to declare God and his word with passion daily and faithfully. We're to declare God and his word with boldness. This day, I, you know, when I, re- when I received Yeshua into my life, I went home. I shared my faith with my parents. I didn't wait. I wasn't hesitant. It seemed like the natural thing to do. We need to get back to that kind of boldness, right? So last week, we began by unpacking Psalm 145, and we do this for encouragement and to motivate us into action about, again, proclaiming and praising We will continue to look at it, especially as to how it relates to the praise and proclaiming. So Psalm 145 demonstrates the passion of remembering who God is and what he has done for us. This is why we praise him and proclaim who he is. Yeshua is the word made flesh. John 114 and his word in Psalm 145 is truly part, I believe, of the heart of Messiah. Um, and look, King David, who wrote this psalm, it's, it's just, you know, his passion for the Lord. Last week, we discussed the background of Psalm 145 and verses 1 through 6. So this week, let's start with verse 7. But before we do that, In order to get into the spirit of praise and proclaim, let's read together Psalm 145, verses 1 through 13, a psalm of praise of David. I will exalt you, my God, the King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is Adonai and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will praise your works to another and declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wonders. 
They will speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will proclaim your greatness. They will pour out the renown of your great goodness and sing joyfully of your righteousness. Adonai is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. Adonai is good to all. He has compassion on all his creatures. All your works praise you, Adonai, and your kiddushim, your holy ones, bless you. They declare the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glory of the majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom of all ages, and your dominion endures from generation to generation. I just love reading that because it just puts me in a place of excitement about the Lord. I pray that it does the same thing for you. So let's look at verse 7 as we continue. It says, They will pour out the renown of your great goodness and sing joyfully of your righteousness. Well, obviously, if they're talking about they, it refers back to something. And so we have to read verses 5 and 6. I'll meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wonders. They also saying they. So it's referring to verse 5, and it's your majesty and your wonders. Okay, so it means the majesty, God's majesty and his wonders will actually be um, pouring out the renown of God's great goodness, and they'll sing joyfully of God's righteousness. Imagine his, his, who he is and his works doing that, and in a sense, we don't have to do anything, but God calls us, obviously, to do it as, as well. Who God is and what he has done will show the world his great goodness and his righteousness. Now, we know what goodness is. But righteousness is, is, you know, that which is done correctly. And, and so, which this will lead to rejoicing. And I think that's a good principle for us to learn, that when we do things good, and we do things with right righteousness of heart, you know, it will lead us to rejoicing. Now, to give emphasis, King David repeats the idea of praising God for who he is and what God has done, but says it in so many different ways. Some people in the body of believers don't like repetition, you know, repetition in music, rep- just repetition in general. Yet King David shows us his passion and his emphasis through his repetitions. Adonai, verse 8, Adonai is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. Now, these great characteristics that we also need in our lives, let's repeat them, gracious, compassion, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. It reminds me of what is considered in Judaism to be titled the 13 Attributes of Mercy. They're found, actually, in Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Let me read it to you. Then Adonai passed before him, meaning Moses, and proclaimed Adonai, Adonai, the compassionate and gracious God, 
slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth, showing mercy to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, yet by no means leaving the guilty unpunished, but bringing the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So these 13 attributes of mercy in Jewish understanding are found, as I said, in Scripture, and but it's right after the incident of the golden calf when God threatened to destroy the people of Israel rather than forgive them which is found in Exodus 32.10. God's mercy reassures us that repentance is always possible and that God always awaits our return to him, right? We also understand that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And even in the Hebrew scriptures, he is a God of grace and mercy. So does that make you feel like you want to praise him now? Are you ready to share your faith and proclaim who he is? Well, let's continue, though. Uh, in verse 9, Adonai is good to all. He has compassion on all his creatures. Now, you see, it says all twice there. It's an important word, and it further emphasizes that though you might feel like you are in a struggle, God, just look for God's goodness. It's there. It's there. God wants to be good to all of us, all of us. That concept's repeated in the New Covenant. Yeshua said in Matthew 5.45, He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Look, the definition of compassion is a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who's hurting or in pain or has some sort of misfortune and is accompanied by a strong desire to help them. God is compassionate, yet oftentimes uses people to work out that compassion. Hey, did you hear God's voice when he was calling you to be compassionate? I sure hope so. Verse 10, All your works praise you, Adonai, and your kiddushim, or your holy ones, or your believers, bless you. Again, we see this co-laboring with God's works to praise and bless God. Part of our blessing God is when we share the good news. Now, another example of God's creation praising him or praising God is seen in Psalm 98.8. I love this verse. Let the rivers clap their hands and let the mountains sing for joy together. Now, I just love the picture of that. I mean, in a sense, obviously rivers don't clap their hands, but you know when you're by a river, they make a beautiful noise, and sometimes it does sound like clapping. And then think about the mountains sing for joy, and, and what a beautiful example of of how God's works 
praise him. I, I, I love this. And um, so if that's the case, don't you think you and I have an obligation to praise and bless the Lord and, and, to, and proclaim him and his word and, and speak to people? Are some of you harder to get praising God than the rivers and the mountains? Uh, you might want to think of that. Are, are you a praiser of God? Verse 11, they declare the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glory of the majesty of his kingdom. Again, this is repetition, repetition. Those who have received God's gift of salvation through his grace should be the messengers of God's salvation and his grace. And we should be proclaiming God at all times. David understood this responsibility of declaring the glory of God's kingdom. And and look, when we share, we're sharing two major aspects of God. Number one, his mighty acts or his works, right? And secondly, the glorious majesty of his kingdom, which is basically about who God is. So those are the two main things that we are to share. Verse 13, your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages. Your dominion endures from generation to generation. So your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, right? This is what it's saying. This is what that scripture is saying, that God's kingdom is everlasting. And that's one reason we should praise him forever is because God's kingdom will last forever. And so since his dominion is unending and lasting throughout all generations, we are to praise him that way too. You look, though we're not going to have time today to look at the rest of Psalm 145, and we probably won't do it next week because I, I, my focus was on verses 1 through 13, but let's read the verses of the remaining part of this great scripture. If you don't, you know, as I said last week, reading Psalm 145 every day will bless you. So here it is, starting with verse 14 to 21. Adonai upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food on time. You open your hand and satisfy every living thing with favor. Adonai is righteous in all his ways, one kind in all, and I'm sorry, and kind in all his deeds. Adonai is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will hear their cry and save them. Adonai watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he'll destroy. My mouth declares the praise of Adonai. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Oh, don't you love it? Doesn't it make you want to rejoice? Isn't this all about the mercy of God? Again, this should motivate us to praise him and to speak about him. Look, some people, and I see this in our congregation, 
they're more apt to study God's word and worship and praise maybe don't come naturally to them. And, um, you know, some people are more involved in prayer. But as we begin this new year, you should desire all three disciplines in order to fully serve God. And and look, maybe I should really say four disciplines because the Word of God has to be a discipline in our life at all times, too. So it's prayer, praise, proclaim, and study, right? Okay. Some of you who are really into the Word might be missing many times when you are called upon to praise. I see this. Granted, praising can be done in many ways, and I can't judge if you're praising or not, but I know that when it's time to sing praises to God, it's great to do it in unity, and we just sense the spiritual atmosphere being moved from from a, a secular feeling and a feeling of, of, of what has happened during the week and, and so on into the praise and thanksgiving of God brings about the power of God. Also, how many of us would, would miss really sharing and proclaiming our faith if it were not for this praise and thanksgiving time? Look, when we sing at Shuresh David, I see some people while we're singing, reading scriptures instead. And I think to myself, I pray that they're praising God in their reading. So it's my prayer that at Shuresh David and our family radio, again, four disciplines for this year, but I'm focusing on really three. Um, that is prayer, praise, and proclaim. The fourth one, obviously, being studying and, and, and proclaiming God's word. So let me just mention a couple things. Prayer activates our faith in order to fight the spiritual battles. Don't you agree? Pr- let me say that again. Prayer actually activates our faith in order to fight the spiritual battles. And that's why we need to pray. When we talk about praise, it's actually our commitment in faith to keep our eyes on God and glorify him in every situation. It's a great discipline to praise, and and it is a commitment in faith, because sometimes we don't feel like praising, and yet God calls us to praise him anyway. And we can do it honestly because we're keeping our eyes on him and glorifying God in every situation. Finally, think about proclaiming. Proclaiming is a declaration or declaring our faith. By standing on God's word, his promises, and his direction in order because his direction is, is for us to share our faith, isn't it? I love Psalm 96. It says, sing to Adonai a new song. Sing to Adonai all the earth. Sing to Adonai, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations his marvelous deeds among 
all peoples. What a blessing that is. Well, we're out of time today. Next week, we're going to get on a one of our new topics. It'll either be prayer or it will continue on praise and proclaim. Uh, look, I'd love for you to get this booklet, Rejoice Always, because it will bless you. And it will help you bless the Lord and praise him. It's a grouping of scriptures that focuses your mind on God's word. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. If you want to help us with a gift, again, call Karen at 813-831-5673. I pray that God has touched your heart this day and that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.